We have here a narration which falls under the category of being Al-Hadith Al-Qudsi where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he narrates a narration on his Lord and this Hadith is the Hadith of Abidar where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that Allah, he stated, Ya ibadi, kullukum dal illa man hadaytu, fastahduni ahdikum. Ya ibadi, kullukum ja'id illa man at'amtuhu, fastat'imuni, ut'imkum. Ya ibadi, kullukum arin illa man kasawtuhu, فاستكسوني أكسكم يا عبادي إنكم تخطئون بالليل والنهار وأنا أغفر الذنوب جميعا فاستغفروني أغفر لكم الله عز وجل he states all my servants all of you are astray except for the one who I have guided. So seek guidance from me and I will guide you. O my servants, all of you are hungry, except for the one I feed him. So seek your food for me and I will feed you. O my servants, all of you are naked, except for those whom I clothe them, or except for the one who I clothe him, so seek your clothing for me and I will clothe you. O my servants, indeed you commit sins during the night and during the day. And I am the one who forgives all of the sins, so seek forgiveness of me and I will forgive you. Here Allah He calls out His servants and establishes the need that we have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Without the tawfiq from Allah, without the favor of Allah upon us, we will be misguided. Guidance comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person does not guide himself. Allah guides as Allah Azza mentioned to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he came to his uncle Abu Talib, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ Indeed, you, meaning you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you do not guide who you love, but Allah guides whomsoever He wills. And this is the case, although the Prophet Sallallahu was the best teacher. The Prophet Sallallahu he called to Allah with the best mannerisms. The Prophet Sallallahu was the most wise 
from amongst the people. But yet, he does not control who is going to accept the guidance. Only Allah has control over that affair. And one would think that Abu Talib would have accepted Islam, being that he helped the Prophet and he helped the Muslims, he aided Islam, he was a source of protection for the Muslims. But yet, when on his deathbed, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Ya Am, Qul la ilaha illallah, kalima uhaju biha anka indallahi yawm al-qiyamah. O oh my uncle, say la ilaha illallah. A statement that I can defend you with in front of Allah on the day of judgment. Abu Jahli said to him, Atarghab an millati abdil mutalib. He said to Abu Talib, you want to turn away from the religion of Abdul Mutalib, meaning you want to turn away from the religion of your father? For the religion of your nephew. And the Prophet ﷺ kept repeating to his uncle to say La ilaha illallah. But he refused. He refused. Yet, the likes of Umar ibn Khattab, who hated the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And wanted to cause harm to the Prophet wasallam. Allah guided him. So here's one who loved the Prophet, meaning the uncle, Abu Talib. He loved the Prophet, protected the Prophet, aided the Prophet. He doesn't accept Islam. But then you have one who hated the Prophet, wanted to harm the Prophet, and was on his way to cause harm to the Prophet, but yet he's the one who accepts Islam. Allah yahdi man yasha. Allah guides whomsoever he wills. So Allah, he says, all of you are astray. Meaning all of mankind are misguided. Except for those whom Allah has guided them. So seek guidance from Allah. This is what Allah says. All of you are misguided except for the one who I guide. So seek guidance from me and I will guide you. So the guidance is in the hands of Allah And then Allah goes on to say, Oh my servant, all of you are hungry, except for the one I feed him. So seek food for me and I will feed you. The risk is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah controls the provisions. Allah, he is ar-razaq. Allah is ar-razaq, meaning the one who constantly provides for creation. And if Allah azawajal decrees to withhold provisions from someone or from something, then there is no one that can force Allah to provide. So therefore, barakallah fikum. We seek our provisions from Allah along with embarking upon the means. This doesn't mean that you sit home and make dua all day and you don't go to work. Oh Allah, we need food in the house. 
All day. Oh Allah, we need food in the house. Oh Allah, we need food in the house. But you don't want to go to work though. To earn a lawful earnings to buy the food. And that's still the success that Allah gives to the person. And then you have some people, they think that they are the providers. Yes, from an aspect. But again, Allah is the one who gave you the strength to go to work, to earn the money, to go to the supermarket to buy the food. So praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, when your wife acts up, you have the right to establish that by the favor of Allah, you take care of her rights. But don't make it appear as if you are the sole provider. Allah gives you the strength. Allah has given you the intelligence to have the positions that you have at the jobs and make the salaries that you make. Allah has given you that. Don't take all the credit is basically what I'm saying. Give the praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the food that you have in your house. When you open up the refrigerator, and mashallah is filled up, say alhamdulillah. Because how many people in the world are starving? And they would love to have just a portion of what we have in our refrigerators. But sometimes we don't think about that. We just live our lives and we have no concern for what goes on around us. So food and the sustenance is sought from Allah, meaning we make dua to Allah, but we also put forth the effort. And likewise, Allah, he mentions, O oh, my servants, all of you are naked except for the one who I clothe him. Likewise, the clothing comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The clothing that we wear, this clothing was made from the animals. That Allah created. Everything goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None of us have the ability to create or make something from nothing. That's why Allah Azza wa Jalla He mentions, Khalikin. And blessed be Allah, the the best of the creators. The creators here is in the plural. The scholars explain Allah is the best of the creators because Allah creates from nothing. Whereas mankind, when they make something, they have to use something that's already in existence and then change the shape and the form of it into something else. So mankind, we can create, we make things. However, we only can make something from something. Different from Allah, where He says, Kuan, Allah says be and then it is. So none of us have the ability to say be and the next thing you know a suit just appears in your closet. And you say be and then some nice shoes appear to, to match the suit. Right? And you say be and everything, your whole wardrobe just starts coming. No, no one has that ability. So our clothing, it comes from what Allah has created. So we should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the clothing that we have upon our backs. For it is by the favor of Allah upon us that we have clothing. And how many of the people, they do not have sufficient clothing? During this winter freeze, 
You have people who, in America who died freezing to death for not having sufficient clothing and sufficient shelter. Alhamdulillah, we are alive. That's a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Azza wa Jalla, He mentioned, O oh my servants, indeed you commit sins during the night and the day. And I forgive this, all of the sins. Therefore seek my forgiveness and I will forgive you. Every human being falls short in some shape, form, or fashion. But Allah Azza wa Jal informs us that He is the one who forgives the sins that we commit during the night and the day. And Allah He mentions in the Quran, Qul Ya ibadiya ladina asrafu ala anfusihim la taqnatu min rahmatillah inna allaha yakfiru dhunuba jami'a O my servants who have wronged themselves because when a person sins he's, he's harming himself he's oppressing himself he's wronging himself do not despair from the mercy of Allah and don't think that the sin that you have committed is too big for Allah to forgive that's from the trickery of the shaitan. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ Don't let your hands be the cause of your destruction. One of the explanations of this verse is that a person commits a sin and then shaitan tells the individual, Allah is not going to forgive you. Like basically, you've done it this time, that's it. Allah is not going to forgive you. To make the person fall into a state of despair and then continue upon the path of sin. And then eventually destroy himself. So be careful with this affair of shaitan telling you that Allah is not going to forgive you. No, Allah will forgive you. But you have to be sincere in seeking Allah's forgiveness. And turning into repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, do not despair from the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. Even shirk. If a person makes tawbah from shirk before he dies, he's forgiven. But if a person dies upon shirk, then Allah will not forgive him. As Allah Azza mentions, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ وَإِنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Indeed, Allah does not forgive their partners are associated with him, but he forgives other than that for whomsoever he wills. There's no contradiction between this verse and the other, or that verse in the narration. When Allah says he does not forgive shirk, meaning if the person dies upon shirk. And in the other verse, Allah says he forgives all sins. Yes, even shirk if the person repents before he dies. So Allah forgives the sins. We turn to Allah seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when Allah forgives a person, this is a favor from Allah because Allah doesn't have to forgive us. Allah can punish us if He wills, and no one can do anything. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He punished the people before. What Allah says, "Wala yakhafu ukabaha," and Allah does not fear any retaliation from anyone. When Allah punishes the people, that's it; they're punished. No one can come back and say they're going to get revenge against Allah Azza wa Jal for punishing their people, or a person gets punished, but Allah doesn't decree he dies. 
And then after his punishment is over, he says he's going to get revenge against Allah. No one can do anything. So we strive seeking the forgiveness of Allah. Because Allah, he has power over all things. And no one can forgive the sins except for Allah. Allah, he states, Ya ibadi, لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم قاموا على سعيد واحد فسألوني فأعطيت كل واحد مسألته ما نقص ذلك مما عندي إلا كما ينقص المخية إذا أدخل البحر. Allah states, O oh my servants, if the first of you and the last of you and the mankind of you and the jinn from amongst you were to all stand in one area, one plane, and every last one of or every last one of them were to ask me, and I give every one of them that which he asked for, that will not decrease from that which is with me, except similar to the uh, like the needle when dipped into the ocean. How much water does it take from the ocean? Nothing. Take a needle, dip it in, take it out. Huh? Nothing. Similar if if the first man to the last man, the first gen to the last gen, everybody was gathered in one area and everybody made do offer what they want. Everything you want. And you know, just imagine. <laughs> if we was given that opportunity. Whatever you want, you can have. The list would be long. Allah will give me this. Oh, Allah will give me that. Oh yeah, oh, Allah will straighten out this affair. Oh, and everybody will be going and asking for the same. And then everybody says everything they want. And Allah gives to everyone, even the jinn, from the first man to the last man. I don't know what number that is. Everybody gets what they want. Nothing is taken away from what's with Allah. I mean, and Allah is rich. And this is an encouragement not to depend on people who their resources are limited. Because you take the richest man, whoever the person is, and however much money that individual has, he can't do that. Gather all of the people of the world, just as living in this time, gather all the people of the world and everyone asks for what his money's going to run out quick. Because all it do is take one person to ask for everything he has. Person could be a trillionaire, whatever. The largest amount or the richest person, uh, amount of money he or she has. And the one person says, I want a tr- one trillion dollars. Okay, that's it. Party over, as they say. Nobody else gets nothing. But Allah, his, his, uh, his provisions are vast. Allah's richness is vast. Allah's al-ghani. 
the all rich. Allah's riches never depletes, never runs. Allah has been spending on mankind since the creation of mankind. Nuh alayhi salam lived over 900 years. He was calling for 950 years, so he's older than 950. And the people live for the, the same amount of time. And Allah was providing for every last one of them. All of the people on Hajj, and for those of you who have made Hajj, you know how crowded it is there. And you know how it is on Arafah. And everybody is asking for what they want, and Allah is answering the du'as of the people. Nothing, And Allah has been doing this ever since. Hundreds and hundreds of years, people have been going to Arafah. Making du'a to Allah, Allah has been answering du'as for hundreds and hundreds of years. Still doesn't take anything away from what Allah has. This, barakallah fikum, makes the servant to depend upon Allah and turn to Allah. Yes, it's okay to ask another human being, your fellow brother, to assist you in something that he has the ability to assist you in. That's fine. But put your trust in Allah, the one who controls everything. Don't put your trust in mankind and depend upon mankind as one should depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and trust Allah. Mankind, his power, his resources are limited. And sooner or later you keep asking somebody for something, they're going to get tired of you. I mean, that's just human nature. Different from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you don't ask him, Allah is angry with you when you don't ask him. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He tells us about His richness. That if He was to give all of mankind and all of the jinn, the first of them to the last of them, everything that they ask for, it would not decrease anything from that which is with Allah. So here it is obligatory upon us that we turn to Allah for our religious needs and for our worldly needs. As in the beginning, all of you are astray except for the one who are guides, so seek guidance from me. That's religious needs. And then the other affairs are connected to the dunya. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, shadu an la ilaha ila'an, shadu an la ilaha ila'an, shadu an la ilaha ila'an.